Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. This mini episode is a short discussion of API delineation and abstractions for platform engineering. Normally we throw away these short intro discussions and they never make it to the podcast, but this one is especially interesting because platform is a major topic we will be exploring in the coming year. And our discussion here really highlights the challenges of finding the right abstraction points in building front end and back end automation and then putting it together. I know you'll enjoy the conversation. My customers are internal users. Ah, okay. Like, again, like platform engineering and so on. Like I, I implement solutions so that other teams can uh, work uh, or on releasing their products in in a better manner. Okay. Yeah. So truly, platform engineering. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So as, as a result, like. Uh, the there is no not really such a thing as a market shift. There, there is there's really just a request for features, and I can say yes, we will try to implement that. This is the timeline, or no, we cannot do this for X Y reason. Do you do you see um, a product like is that become product management for you? Like formalized product management. Um, for me, uh, well, yeah, your team, yeah, sort of. Like we're we're kind of moving in that direction. Um, um, but um, yeah, it's it it. There's always a question as to who ends up being the product owner. Like, is it the platform team? Is, is mm. it the, the users? Um, do you ask ten people, you get twenty different answers. <laughs> so, um, it's. Uh, I, I think the current trend is yes that I end up being the the product owner of that. Um, yeah. Who knows in the, where it's going to be in a year? It's the the reason I'm asking is the some of the Gartner work that I was reading was they were really pushing on teams doing doing platform engineering work to to have a formalized product management capability like that that the a lot of these companies were doing platform engineering but not doing um, not doing the product management side so they they. You know, product management is more about no than yes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I, from my perspective, it, it largely comes down to a matter of scope, and hmm. like at at what point does the the scope of the product and like stop being a the product that the company produces. And start being the product that the company uses, and the latter part is really what what my domain is. Like I I, I produce internal products, I produce right. solutions that 
are largely opinionated that um, that fit in with the the existing use cases that the company has and that are relatively easy to pick up if you're familiar with any other internal product right um that that does not mean that i will that i would be supporting a for example whatever a dev team produces unless they produce it for me so um so you're you're actually um one of the debates that we were having internally was your platform team you're building the platform dev team goes out and does a thing and says i need to integrate into your platform who owns the integration um that <laughs> depends on your definition of integration ah okay um I mean, if the if the dev team, if we provide an API for the dev team to use, uh, and and you and you call that the integration, then that's on the dev team side. You're you're hitting it actually exactly. So so you provide an API, they write an integration to it. I. And we we had this debate internally. It's like, well, do you just you know consume my API? Have a great day. I I was I was you know there's a part of me that's like, well, wait a second. I actually do care how people consume an API. It, it matters to me. And so I where the 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 need to exert influence on an integration wasn't clear to me. I did I didn't I had I didn't have a good answer. Well. Uh, Take it. Take this by analogy, like a, a okay. CI/CD. Let's say you you run, uh, let's say a Jenkins uh, server or GitLab server, or whatever. Perfect. Um, now you are you're responsible for the server itself. Make sure that it's up and running, and that uh, it has its runners, and, and those are responsible. Great. But you're not responsible for the CI pipelines that developers generate and run on it and and that's the that's this the distinction then between the product and the, and the integration in that case the question becomes who owns the runners because what tools do i need mm -hmm. to have installed on the runners and what do i allow you to do or not to do on those runners that that is a good question um i that if you if you ask the the devs, the devs would like to have control over the the runners. If you ask me, um, my preferred approach is to give the devs limited runners. Like let's say you you can only run Docker mm -hmm. containers on it, and then the devs can run arbitrary containers, and inside those containers they own they own them they own the images they own the pipelines to build those images and they can do whatever they want but it means that the runner itself is ephemeral i can destroy it recreate it and it does not affect the devs because really it just runs containers something like that uh, i was trying to get to, to rob's point i think you're looking for the what is that 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 contract 
yeah. between the between the two parties become. And certainly there, there's there the option of here's something you can hit. Don't talk to me at all, as well as moving towards the okay, how can we do this a little more collaborative collaboratively in some sense, but also still enable self-service. So I think there's definitely a, a spectrum that it could land on. Yeah. I, it, it's not always easy to keep this distinction. Like, and, and, and there yeah. is a term that, that I've used in the past often, and, and I and I love using it. Like, it, decoupling. Like, it's really hard mm. to decouple exactly the, the two right. sides, particularly this, when 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 you're pressed for time, or <laughs> or when you don't know exactly how to implement something. Uh, it's easy to implement an MVP that that is tightly coupled. And, and then you're struggling with with taking it apart. And this was this was where I'm like, you know, I know for for us, we have opinions about the right way to use our API, or we've built APIs for certain functions. I literally I was <laughs> like two of these calls this week, where it's like, uh, you know, we have an API for that, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there's a there's an API for for what you're doing. It just one call, and they're like, I didn't I didn't know. <laughs> And so I'm just like, it, it, we, we, you know, as even as an API provider, you do still have this, the right, the right, there is a right way um, to do something that, you know, and some of it is, it, it makes it less coupled. It, it makes it easier to support. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, my, my answer, by the way, was um, if you want to, you, you want to provide examples along your, um, along your preferred track. I don't know if it's the, it's, so, so to me, it's, it, this is, this is the balance, right? We don't want to own your API integration. That, that might be really painful, but I might want to have an example that you can build off of, um, or I might want to interact with you enough to be like, oh, wait a second. If I provided a library and maintained a library, then um i would you know it changes what how you're how you're doing like the um backstage demo right the backstage stuff was looked abysmal and then the team was like well we need a typescript api wrapper let's build that and once they built that things the the backstage integration was easier <laughs> much easier um and so like you know owning the the typescript stuff makes a ton of sense to me, but it actually still counts as an integration point, not the API. Effectively, in a way, it becomes an API. It's just a one one layer on top that you're still going to have to consider many of the same things you consider from an API standpoint. Is yeah. If you decide you want to change what a, what a method or an attribute might be, um, that's still going to have the same potential ramifications of an API change. Heck yeah, that's right, and and it could break the consumers of that. This is the this is where it becomes wonky. You know, you might end up with like, oh wait, we made a breaking change. Now I have two versions of that wrapper. Yeah, or the or the other way around. Also, not not necessarily a breaking change, or 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 not necessarily where you have the choice whether you introduce a change or not. Like if you need to patch a vulnerability. Like, mm -hmm. It, yeah, it needs right. to happen, and you need to deprecate the older versions. Like even if you do everything right and, and you version your APIs, 
you may just need to turn off on on, on all your old version of the API because it just cannot be fixed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happened with Kubernetes. With with uh, was it around Kubernetes one point nine? Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, with with their um, uh, with their secrets mounting by subpath, right? Fair enough. The um, yeah, I was thinking about the Docker shim stuff too. That that uh, they had to yank out. At, at least so. that one was announced several <laughs> versions ahead of time. Um, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, people dragged their feet, but um, <laughs> I, I I think the I think this was closer to. Uh, Y2K, where there was a a lot of noise leading up to it, people panicking and and, and preparing, and then uh, it was a small puff when it happened because everyone was careful enough to address it ahead of time, or almost everyone. Makes a lot of sense. What a fantastic starting point for the type of platform engineering discussions that we will be having throughout the season. This is a major topic with really serious marketing implications and market implications for building DevOps and doing automation work. Please come and join us for these conversations. Be part of what we're talking about. And you can find out our schedule at the 2030.cloud. Sign up for the weekly lunch and learns, contribute your ideas, and help us make platform engineering, automation, SRE, and DevOps really a part of the agenda for this year and more effective in your own organization. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently. Because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly. Or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know, laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.